0: I just wanted to say, it's okay not being okay. It's okay when you're not okay. It's okay to step away from something that you love. Sometimes you have to, and sometimes you need to. And it makes me mad when people judge other people without walking in their shoes. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Wita L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain how running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect, how obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, episode 36. Season three. Yes, season three. I want to thank each and every one of you who are faithful listeners. I appreciate the support in this new endeavor. I did not realize how much work would be involved in producing a podcast. It's fun, but it's a serious commitment. And I thank you for listening. I thank Everyone for giving me words of advice and encouragement along the way. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Today, season three, as a solo episode, I wanted to talk about mental health. It's okay not to be okay. Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, the name of my podcast, as well as the name of my book, started as I started running. Initially, running was to help me lose weight because I was clinically depressed after my mother passed away with breast cancer. It became a part of my therapy. I say it was cheaper than therapy because I had to seek professional counseling. I started running in 2008. Since then, I have picked up triathlons. Running, swimming, cycling. Um, and I've also been skiing since 1998. I think I got addicted to it around 2007 or 8 after I purchased some skis. And then I started ski racing. I'm not sure where I got this adrenaline junkie. But my um, passions are a part of me. The reason I kind of wanted to talk about this subject was the Olympics is going on now. This will be aired following the Olympics. It is currently the second week of the Olympics. The talk about Simone Bowles withdrawing from competition due to her mental health sparked a lot of debate. And I'm far from Simone Bowles as far as my ability <laughs> or as, as far as um, my accolades. I am an athlete, but a recreational age group, athlete, who does it for fun more so than the competition. But I can relate to not being able to perform. And the reason she wasn't able to perform was because of what's called twisties, which I never heard of before. Basically, as she did her last vault, she did not know where she was in space. So that is very dangerous. She could come down on her head. And basically kill herself. So it's not that she just didn't feel like competing. She felt it was dangerous and she felt the team was better off without her. And then they did perform at the highest level and got that silver medal. And I'm so proud of Team USA. But it made me think about some of my woes. 2020 has been difficult for everyone. COVID, people lost jobs, people lost family members. I lost my uncle due to COVID. Mm -hmm. I contracted COVID at the National Brotherhood Ski Summit in March before everything was shut down. I was sick for three weeks and I couldn't work out. I couldn't do anything. And I was quarantined because I had to not see patients two weeks after my last contact with a positive person. Um, and at that time, the testing supplies were in short supply. So I just quarantined without having a positive test. But I later had um, a positive antibody test, several. So I had COVID and I got behind in training. There were no races at the time due to COVID because they were, canceled, but I continued to train because we didn't know how long it would last. So, but my training got behind due to COVID. We resumed cycling late due to COVID as well. And I was cycling with a mask, but I felt short of breath. And I didn't know if it was was out of shape or the fact that I had COVID um, affected my lung capacity. So I felt like I was behind compared, say, 2019 to 2020. And then, which I will talk about in great detail on the next episode, in August, on my birthday, I wanted to ride 100 miles. So I rode 75 miles with my track group, and I was supposed to ride 25 miles in the evening. It was supposed to be a fun ride with my major Taylor Cyclone group. But I had what's called a saddle sore, which progressed to an abscess, actually, and my car was stolen. So that's the only reason I didn't do the extra 25 miles is because. I didn't have a car to make it, which I guess that was God looking out for me. I got my car back the next day. I tend to be hard headed, and I, unlike Simone Biles, don't know when to say no. Live to run, swim, bike another day. So August the eighth, which was the day I did the seventy-five miles, my abscess two days later it became unbearable. I had to have a procedure done, and I couldn't bike or swim or even run. Run for like two weeks. Cycle for six weeks. Because I had to let it heal and I had the incision had to heal. Swimming for two weeks. Just because I didn't want to make my infection worse. By not listening to myself and saying no rest, I made my injury worse. Season 3, we will continue the new segment called Ask the Dot. If you have any questions related to musculoskeletal injuries or musculoskeletal health, go to my website, www.weouilife.com, click on the tab, voicemail, leave your voicemail, and select messages will be aired and answered on the segment. Now, back to the show. Too often we, I think particularly we Americans, it's go hard or go home, and that's not always the best philosophy. Sometimes go hard makes you go home <laughs> eventually for lack of better words. So this was in August of last year. Following that, I tried to train, but no races at the end of the year. During the this, this summit where I contracted COVID, I ski raced. And in my last run, I fell. My knee hurt a little bit, but it was the last day, last two days of our trip. So I finished skiing that day and it started bothering me toward the end of the day. And the next day, it bothered me a little bit, but I figured it's the end of the trip. And prior to everything being shut down, I had another trip planned. So my knee kept bothering me on and off. I had several treatments, therapy, injections, but it'll get a little bit better. But trying to progress my running, it continued to bother me. I could swim, I could bite. So in December, it was still bothering me. I was about to actually try to go on a ski trip. So I ordered myself an MRI. Being a doctor sometimes does have its privileges Although I think I'm one of the worst patients ever, that's again I don't sit down. But uh, when I got my report back, even before seeing the films, I had a partial ACL tear, which I thought was overread at the time, a meniscus tear, and a cartilage injury. So as soon as I saw the report, no wonder I'm not getting any better. So I had surgery in December. I was in a brace for four weeks. So my rehab was a little slower than a typical, say, meniscus tear because I had the ACL. It wasn't a complete reconstruction, but he used anchor to secure it. So my rehab was slower than I anticipated. My goal was to do one or two full Ironman races toward the end of this year, 21, and do a half September and do some smaller races earlier in the year. I had initially signed up for Tulsa, but in order to compete in Tulsa, I needed to start training around the time I was having surgery. But I decided to go support my friends because several of them were racing in Tulsa. So that was kind of my motivation to help kick my training in high gear. But my knee rehab was really slow. Right now, I can, the most I can run is say two hours. And cycling has been slow. I got a saddle sore, but this time I actually sat down, which is very painful. So I shut down. I got an injection. It took about three weeks for it to get better. And Then the day I caught myself resuming cycling, I crashed. And I've never crashed. I've actually raced. I ride all the time. I'm a very safe cyclist. But... I was riding on the lakefront, practicing some racing techniques, cornering. I was riding on the lakefront path, and it seems like the sidewalk turns abruptly without warning. And there is sidewalk, and then there's grass, and there's a hole in between. So I was going so fast, I wind up in that hole, and I tried to take the hole without falling in the the hole took me out. So I fell. I landed on my left shoulder, which is my good shoulder. So I forgot to mention my shoulder issue. So I landed on my shoulder. Two gentlemen were on the path walking. They had just helped this other gentleman who fell less than a minute before I did. Because the first thing they said was, Ma'am, the blood on the sidewalk is not yours. You are bleeding, but that blood is not yours. So they helped me up, grabbed my phone because it flew out of my back pocket, grabbed my bike, and then I went and sat by the gentleman um, who had fallen a minute before me. He was fine, but he was waiting on someone to take him home. I sat there a few minutes, got my bearings, and then rode home. It was very painful riding home because it was hard to grip the steering wheel, and my arm was hurting like crazy. I had bad road rash to my shoulder as well as my elbow, and I skipped my hands and sprained my wrist, so it was hard to grip the handlebars and the steering wheel. So I made it home, and I'm still recovering from the road rash. I'm being a little conservative as far as swimming because I don't want to get infected. I always think about what would I tell my patients, and I'm very conservative. So I'll probably wait two weeks uh, before resuming water, particularly lake water, um, and it was it's hard to run because the up and down motion puts pressure on the road rash. And the road rash is basically the burn. So it's a lengthy healing process. I've um, been tired lately, and I figure it's just my body trying to heal. I've been making sure I get my protein. i um, be happy to resume cycling. And if I got to mention, when I started running, not only was my knee bothering me, but I was having foot pain. I figured my body was just getting used to running. Sometimes when you have one injury and you resume your sport, you get another injury. And if I are a football fan, and I'm certainly not a cowboy fan, but Dak broke his ankle. He saw it was really a gruesome injury. Um, and he's having problems with his shoulder, which is an example. But again, I'm not a cowboy fan. I'm an Eagles fan, but that was just an example that came to mind. My foot issue is better. My knee is better. Um, Also, my shoulder started bothering me. I have a partial thickness rotator cuff tear, which I've had since 2015. When I started increasing my bike distance, my shoulder started bothering me, particularly on my tri-bike because I'm in the arrow position. So you're basically on your elbows. And I correlated, like my shoulder started bothering me the day after I did a long ride on my tri-bike. So I usually do my long rides on Saturday on my tri-bike. So my shoulder's been bothering me. My knee's been bothering me. Um, then I have a saddle sore. Then I get in a bike crash. So it's like my good shoulder is resting <laughs> because I can't swim right now. My good shoulder is beat up with the road rash. My wrist still bothers me a little bit. So I feel like I'm falling apart. I've come to the conclusion that an Iron Man is not the question this year, unless there's just an act of God and I didn't know how to believe in God, but that I can get into Ironman shape, which is a significant shape. And I don't want to just finish. I want to do better than I did before. And I was going to do a half Ironman to prepare for a full Ironman in September, but that's a month away. So the longest run I've done is two hours. I probably can get myself in bike shape if I don't have any recurrent saddle issues, but swimming hasn't been consistent due to COVID and due to my shoulders. So it's not really worth stressing myself out to try to get back there. But I realize so much of who I am is what I do. I don't mean being a physician, which I love my job, but doing COVID, things have been really slow. Money was affected. I took on this part time job of doing utilization review. While it pays well, it has good benefits. It's not as exciting as day to day clinic seeing patients. So that kind of affected my mood. As well as, as I can't do the things that I love. And even when I can do them, it's like it's not at the level. That I could do it before, and it's going to take a while to get back there. So it's been messing with my mood. I've been down. I wouldn't say I'm clinically depressed, but I've been sleeping a lot. Like, I really don't feel like doing much. I have to work, but it's a struggle to do some social activities. I remember when. I first injured my knee, <laughs> two thousand and twelve or thirteen, and I couldn't run. I remember I used to ride, and I saw people, and I saw them running, and I wanted to hit them. I really wasn't going to hit them, but I really I was mad because I was jealous. I'm like, I want to run, and I find myself like that now, somewhat, when I hear people talking about their plans or their races or what they're doing or if they're complaining. I'm like, you happy? You can do it Cause like now I, I can't, I can't, certain things I can't do. My goal now is to try to have fun. Hopefully my road rash will be well enough for me to do a fun sprint track along with a friend who's doing her first next weekend. Um, do some challenging bike rides and we with my coach and start planning 2022. Also, I forgot to mention my road bike, which I call CC Crimson Cycle, was injured. The frame was cracked. And with carbon frames, you um, either have to get them repaired, which Trek does not recommend. They recommend replacing the frame. So I can't ride my CC. I do have uh, another road bike that. I usually use on the trainer and then I have my tri bike, but I haven't been riding my tri bike due to my shoulder and I have a road rash on my elbow, so I can't really put pressure on it. So Black Lightning, that's my other bike. I do, but the good thing is I have insurance and Trek has a good crash warranty. So I get a new frame, technically a new bike, but it may be a while. So there'll be a reincarnate. CC that I look forward to writing. But I just wanted to say it's okay not being okay. It's okay when you're not okay. It's okay to step away from something that you love. Sometimes you have to, and sometimes you need to. It makes me mad when people judge other people without walking in their shoes. Watching the Olympics, Caleb Dressel. They mentioned he holds this. Blue bandana. That was one of his teachers who passed away with breast cancer. When he was in school and training, at one time it was too much and he had to step away. And she was really in support of him. So it made me think that sometimes you have to step away from things you love just to kill your mind. And sometimes stepping away makes you realize how much you love it. And when you go back to it, It's more fun. It's more enjoyable. You can put more into it. And hopefully that's my goal. So I guess I'm in rest, recovery mode now. And I pray that next year I'll be 120%. One good thing is I'm slowly, slowly losing some of my COVID pounds. So maybe I'll be in my race weight, whatever that is, Uh, (laughs) next year. So, thanks for listening to me share some, guess, some challenges that I've been going through. It's funny, I'm a very private person, although I'm a podcast host, I'm the author of a book, and I'm on social media a lot. But I don't like to share negative things or sad things. I'm a perfectionist. I don't like it when I quote unquote don't measure up to my expectations. But I'm learning as I get older so give myself grace and there's always tomorrow and never give up. That wraps up this episode of Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you already haven't, please download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on Apple, Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, please email Run It Is Cheaper Than Therapy, OLB, Omaha Love Brown. Again, that's Running is it, Cheaper Than Therapy, Omaha Love Brown at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life we love, owe you our life, owe you our love. Thank you and please tune in again.